Have you ever been so frustrated by things going on around you that you couldn't see clearly? You couldn't think clearly? Your judgment was impaired? What's a person to do about that? May I suggest you work on raising your awareness? Did you finally realize your dream of having a family only to have your happily ever after turn into a nightmare? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering why nothing you try as a parent is working? Are you searching for adoption resources and a support team but can't find any? Hi neighbor, welcome to Anchors of Encouragement. I'm Tim Maudlin, husband, adoptive parent, Bible class teacher, and the persistent encourager. I too felt the joy of having a family of my own and I wished we could be like other adoptive families. I knew we were doing our best, but nothing seemed to work. And I kept asking myself, why is this happening to us? In Anchors of Encouragement, my mission is to throw adoptive parents a lifeline and be your anchor, to offer biblical mindset support and to provide stability when life gets unstable. If you're ready for real and raw talk that leads to peace beyond comprehension, so you not only survive but thrive in life's storms, this podcast is for you. Hope and healing are on the way. Hi neighbor, welcome to another episode of Anchors of Encouragement. Today I would like to share a personal story with you about a time where I almost missed something positive that was happening, and I almost missed it because of my attitude. Over the holidays, my family was planning a trip to Florida to visit my mother-in-law, and we were going to drive. Typically that trip will take us around 16 hours because we're going from Indiana to Florida. The actual drive time is just over 13, but we always factor in time to stop to get gas and to get something to eat. And then we also have to factor in potential times that we're going to be stuck in traffic. Normally, it takes us around 16 hours. I knew that since we were going over the holidays, there is always the potential for bad weather. And there's also the potential for heavier than normal traffic. It just so happens that as it got closer for us to leave, the weather forecast was looking more ominous. There was a bad winter storm that was heading our way. And in fact, it was going to pretty much cover our entire route until we got to Florida. We thought the prudent thing to do would be to move up our departure time by a day and try to get ahead of this storm and stay ahead of it so that we could get to Florida. And that seemed like a good idea. And that would even put us uh, further away from what we hoped would be the heavier traffic as the holidays got closer. Well, as it turned out, we weren't the only ones thinking that way. And so as we got on the road, we started to encounter heavier than normal traffic. We've gotten pretty savvy with the way we travel anymore. We used to go through Georgia and we would always invariably hit traffic in Atlanta, and it didn't matter what time of day. There was always going to be some kind of traffic backup in Atlanta. We've gone around Atlanta. We've gone through Atlanta. There was just no easy way around it. But we eventually found a way to travel through Alabama and then dogleg across the state to the panhandle of Florida and then across the panhandle to my mother-in-law's. It takes about the same amount of time, and there's a lot less traffic. Well, on this particular trip, 
because of the time of year and because of the the weather that was coming in, a lot of people were doing the same thing that we were doing. We were experiencing higher than normal traffic jams. And it was just one of those things that there was no turning back now because to go to head north was going to be going into the storm. And so we just had to ride this out and take whatever time it took to get there. Let me back up to my childhood for a second. I have never, even as a young kid, never been one who enjoyed road trips. I'm just not wired that way. If I'm in a car for more than three or four hours at a time, I start to get squirrely. It's always been more difficult for me to uh, go on longer road trips, but this is just the reality we're in. If we're going to visit my mother-in-law, you know, she's in Florida, we're in Indiana, it was too expensive to fly, so this is what we have to do. And it's not that I didn't want to see her either. It's just one of those things, I wish there was a way that I could just go to sleep and then wake up and I would be where my destination but that's just not going to happen. And so you just have to tough out the, the road trip. Well, we were experiencing, as I said, delays in places that we hadn't experienced them before. And it was starting to get frustrating. We found ourselves in the middle of the night. At that point, we had traveled 17 hours. So we were already an hour over our normal arrival time. We were 17 hours into our drive and we still had two hours to go. Needless to say, I was over it. I wasn't the only one. We were all starting to get frustrated with the time that it was taking. It seemed like it was taking forever, and we should have already been there. But because of the extra traffic from people trying to get to their destinations too, and because of the weather that was looming, it just was what it was. It was really no one's fault. It was just a situation that because of the time of year and the weather and everything, things were just taking longer to happen. But I was over it. I was starting to get squirrely, 17 hours into a road trip, and I knew I still had two hours to go. When I get like that, I start to get frustrated, and I know myself well enough to realize that I don't think as clearly when I'm starting to get frustrated. My mind gets cloudy and I'm not necessarily as objective as I should be. I don't know about you, but that's how I react. And I, since I know that about myself, I've tried to develop tools and tips over the years to help me. Now, one of the things I've talked about on this podcast a lot that has helped me to clear my head is I like to go for walks. Well, that wasn't possible. Not when you're stuck in a car and you're stuck in a car for 17 hours. Walking's not an option. We did get out a few times to eat, but typically you walk into where you're going to eat and you sit down. So getting a good walk in was not going to happen. The other thing I've talked a lot about on this podcast is that I like to journal. Journaling helps me to clear my head, to get all the junk out of it. And I've gotten to where that's become a daily practice just like my walking. But here we are in the middle of the night and my journal's in my backpack. I do have an ink pen on me, but it's in the middle of the night and the car's dark and there was nothing to write on. 
and riding while you're driving is not the best thing. I'm a passenger. I'm not driving, but trying to write while you ride in a car is not going to produce the best results. I did try and text myself, send myself messages, much like I would if I was writing in my journal. But that wasn't the same. But I was desperate at this point. I was trying my best to keep my focus on such things that I wouldn't be frustrated and agitated and all those things. One thing I did do, I remember uh, saying a prayer, and I think this might have been one of the messages I sent myself too. And the prayer went something along the lines that, please let me not lose my focus and miss out on something that I'm supposed to see, something that's positive. That's been a prayer And that's been something I write in my journal quite regularly because I want to be in tune with my surroundings and what I'm, what I'm interacting with or the people I'm interacting with so that I see things and I'm aware of things that are good to be aware of and know. So I said that prayer to myself and we were making what would be our last uh, stop to get gas. We still knew we had two hours left. And that's when I was just like at my wits end. I was done. I didn't want to drive anymore, but we were going straight through. We weren't going to spend money on a hotel. We were just going to get straight through and be done with it and then rest up the next day. So we stopped at this gas station. It was one of the larger chain gas stations. It was huge. And I remember going in. This was going to be our last bathroom break as well. And I remember going into the gas station. My legs were tired from sitting. And it was good to stretch them a little bit and just get a little walk in. But we walked into the gas station as we were filling the van up. And I remember the restrooms were in the very back of this building. And out of the corner of of my eye, I caught this book stand. And I remember looking over at it and I said, what's this doing back here? And as I looked at the books that were in this particular stand, one in particular caught my eye. It said, Daily Strength for Men. It was a 365-day devotional. There was also a companion piece for women, and there were some other different books like this here. I said, boy, that's interesting. Well, I went ahead into the bathroom and then came back out and picked this book up and just thumbed through it real quickly and said, well, let's just check this out. As I thumbed through it, I said, this looks pretty interesting. And I thought, maybe, just maybe, I was supposed to see this. Now, remember back to the prayer I had? Help me be aware of things I'm supposed to see. Now, talk about product placement. This book stand was in the perfect place because anybody taking a pit stop is going to go right by it to the restrooms. I didn't take long here because we wanted to get back on the road. I checked the price of the book and said, okay, Merry Christmas to me. And so I bought it with the idea that I would look at it later. As I've since looked at it, I go, this is pretty good. And the interesting thing about this is I never would have seen it had I not been aware at some level of things around me. If I had allowed myself to be so agitated by the circumstances that I found myself in, trust me, I was frustrated. 
But if I had not had some awareness about me, I would have totally missed this book. Let's get to your daily doable because I believe this is a lesson. This is a story, just a personal story about something that happened to me and it doesn't have anything to do specifically with parenting. But then I think you can apply these principles to parenting. There can be situations that arise in our lives that frustrate us, whether it's something that happens at work, something that happens with other people, or just day-to-day things that happen, uh, some appliance breaks or whatever, or maybe your kids are misbehaving. Be aware, be self-aware enough, know yourself enough to realize that you are going to be triggered by certain things that will frustrate you, will agitate you. Know yourself well enough and then say prayers like I said to myself, help me be aware or help me not to allow any frustrations to keep me from seeing the positives around me. Because I believe even in some of the most tension-filled moments, there can be those silver linings, those positive things. Maybe you're frustrated at work and you come home and you don't see something positive your child did. Sometimes I know with adoptive parenting, it can be tricky to see something positive if you have a kid that's acting up. And that would go with for any parents, but it can especially be tricky to see the positive. Be in tune with yourself enough to know how to separate your, your feelings so that you can still see the positives. Now, how can you do that? Uh, If you have pen and paper, go there. That's my go-to, or go for a walk to help clear the cloud out of your head. But if not, take time to say a quick prayer. In my case, that's that's what I had available to me, and that's what I did. I hope this, this short story will help you to focus on the important, to remove distractions as much as possible, And be aware of your surroundings to the point that you don't allow frustrations that are affecting you, prevent you then from seeing the positives around you. That's all for this episode. As always, I want to thank you for joining me. I so appreciate the fact that you take time out of your busy schedules to listen to this podcast. I hope in some small way you've been encouraged by our time together today. Until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now. If this podcast has given you the courage and confidence to face storms in your life, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Tim Maudlin. You can also connect with me in my Facebook group, Anchors of Encouragement. So until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now.